It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another 100 meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. A dominant win for the Cincinnati Bengals going into the bye week and one that we didn't necessarily predict going the way it did. Let's break down how the Bengals go into the bye feeling good. You are locked on Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals. And even through the bye week, we are covering your Cincinnati Bengals every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And we appreciate all of you who make us your first listen and subscribe and follow the podcast that we're delivered to your devices when we upload. And hopefully you stayed tuned as the Bengals recovered from their week eight Monday night football debacle. Today's episode is brought to you by prize picks, by the way, daily fantasy made easy. You can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 right now at prize picks with promo code locked in. Go check it out. Promo code locked on at prizepicks.com. James Joe Mixon, 22 carries 153 yards, four touchdowns on the ground adds four catches for 58 yards and a touchdown through the air as he sets a Cincinnati Bengals franchise record with five touchdowns in a single game, which he counted on his fingers. Like if you're watching on YouTube, you just saw James do five times, camera. five times. And Ooh. if the game was even remotely competitive, you could have seen him tie the NFL record of six, six single game touchdowns, Seven but times. not the Bengals, eight, not nine. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Jumped out all over the Carolina Panthers early in this game. And I mean, it was it was just so lopsided at the beginning of the game. The Panthers were three and out three times, and then it was 21-0. And yep. then things really got out of hand for them. This is what you do to bad teams. Yeah, where was this last week? This is uh, – you're right. 
by the way, you're right. Because if you start this way last week, boo birds are coming out, garbage cans are going on heads. And, and so that's the difference. If the last thing you want to do is get, let PJ Walker get into any kind of rhythm. What did they do? They didn't, they shut that thing down. And uh, by the way, we'll talk about the defense in a second. What really set the tone for me was the fact that they nine plays, 90 yards, they go down, they score. We're the best. You're the worst. We have Joe Burrow. You don't. We have Joe Mixon. You don't. Deontay Foreman, right? Like in their head, they're like, Deontay Foreman is not better than Joe Mixon. And Joe was really good. He had that 35-yard catch on the opening drive and, and had three carries, 12 yards, including the touchdown from two yards out. And it just it looked like the offense that you kind of would expect, especially without Jamar Chase, where you're not going to necessarily push the ball deep downfield. But, but you hit Boyd. He had a reception. Higgins had a couple of catches. Hurst had a couple of catches. Mixon did. Like it was just spreading the ball around and letting Joe Burrow be the point guard. And when that happened, I was like, oh, all right, this is how the game's going to be. Mm-hmm. And what it's going to come down to is can this defense, shorthanded, no Cheeto, no Mike Hilton, no DJ Reader, no Josh Tupo. I mean, sheesh, most most of the Bengals inactives were because of injuries, not because of just scratches or, or whatever the case is. And you never want that. You want healthy scratches. That's what I want. You want back-end roster guys that you know aren't going to be inactive going in. And this defense stepped up. Three and out, three and out, three and out. Interception. Um, another interception. Three and out. I The, the only – well, I, I misspoke because there's one first down in the first half to Carolina. One. And a, penalty. a penalty. A penalty. I mean, this was complete and utter dominance. And this is exactly how you want to go into the bye. Are the Bengals perfect? No. But you dominate a team that you should beat, that everyone expected you to dominate coming into the season, right? Like this was never a game that anyone was with Carolina at home win. Everyone thought that. And the Bengals still showed that, yeah, they can be that team. And are they consistent right now? No, no team in the NFL is, but it was a heck of a win. Wire to wire, 35, nothing at halftime. The whole second half was garbage time. Joe Burrow had his feet up for 18 minutes of gameplay, which is just wild. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe 19 minutes of gameplay. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a hell of a win for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Getting off to a hot start. How many times have we talked about it? And, and this is what can happen when you do that. This is what happened to them last week. Yep. Right. In a lot of ways, this is what they were on the receiving end of last week. And this week, when I knew you talked about on the first drive, oh, this is what kind of game it's going to be. For me, it was a screen being an explosive play for them, Mm. which they've struggled to get the screen game, the the big plays off of the screen game. They've had a few like eight, 10, 15 yard plays off of screens, but the screen game hasn't really been great for them this year. And then in addition to that, they get under center, pull two guards. I think it was two guards, pull two guys on a Samaj P. Ryan run from under center, mm-hmm. and that goes for nine yards. And, and then, you know, they run a toss play. The toss play that has been public enemy number one, two, or three is pretty high up on the list for Bengals fans this year, goes for a touchdown. And then later they come out and they get a big play off of the, the same idea. So when you see, and, and then, the Joe Burrow gets them into that jet sweep to Trent Taylor a couple times to keep attacking the right side of that Panthers run defense. They saw something on tape that they liked over there and they kept going after it and it kept working. And I think in other 
games when they've seen something they've liked and it's been obvious to me and i've talked about it after games from like yeah they saw something they liked and they tried to do this early in the game and it didn't work and they had to adjust this week there wasn't a necessary adjustment what they saw on tape and what they liked they came out and did it and out executed the panthers on those plays and it worked and the panthers didn't have those answers and this is not a terrible run defense this is a crazy thing to me by epa per play they're like the fourth best run defense in the league. By DVOA, they're the seventh best run defense in the league. And the Bengals, in both of those measures, among the worst rushing offenses in the league. And that's why I say nobody could have seen this coming. It didn't go the way that we thought it would go. I think you even said in our game preview, like, they're not going to run the ball. It's going to have to be Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. And they come out and and surprise everybody and go for seven yards of carry. Mm-hmm. And Joe Mixon has revenge against the haters game. Talk about yeah. revenge game. Revenge game against the haters for Joe Mixon. It was. He was he was great. Great. Explosive. Was decisive in his cuts. Was, you know, trying to run guys over at the end of runs. And uh, you're right. Average seven yards a carry, 153 yards. We mentioned the five touchdowns, four on the ground, which is a Bengals record. Five total Bengals record. Uh, the fade. Joe Burrow told him to run a fade in the huddle. It's like, just go out there and run a fade. Just run a fade. Yeah. Like, and it works. And it's a clear look, out some, it's a clear some days, out. some days, things just work, man. And, yeah. and, and that that was today. And I, they got out early and they broke the will of the Carolina Panthers because those edge plays. After a little bit, it was like, oh, you know, Jake Lisko could go out there and get you four or five. I mean, you know, and P Ryan and Mixon were getting getting eight, ten, twelve, like chunk plays on runs. We haven't seen that this year ever, not not like that. And so, it's huge. And part of the reason it's huge is is because, one, you want to establish a run, all that good stuff. But two, we've seen number 28 hit his stride halfway through a season before mm-hmm. and really heat up the second half of a year. And so maybe this is is the start of that. And, and that's exciting. And we're not going to know, uh, you know, until November 20th and beyond. But it, it, it was a good start because it, it took some pressure off of Joe Burrow, who is awesome today. I thought Joe Burrow was really good. 22 of 28, didn't need to do a ton. Um, 206 yards. That's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with watching Joe Burrow just kind of, you know, p- complete 78.6% of his passes, throw a touchdown, quarterback sneak another, and, and kind of avoid a bunch of hits and, and be pretty good. He did take a couple, but overall, pretty good day for uh, pretty good day at the office for both Joes. Love the touchdown celebration on the first t- uh, TD as well. Apparently, that was ad-libbed burrow just decided to get down and start taking pictures of mixon whatever that kit was in that camera that he was holding and obviously he wasn't holding a camera it worked because four more touchdowns later joe mix like bengals fans are always going to remember the day they were at paycor stadium for joe mixon scoring five touchdowns like this is going to be a day regardless of how the season goes this is like Corey Dillon, 278 rushing yards. This is like Chad Johnson scoring three touchdowns. I know I remember this one. This is a personal one. In 07 against the Titans. That's what this is, the Joe Mixon touchdown game. I'm not sure how the rest of the season is going to go, but Bengals fans went home happy on Sunday. But there's also a chance that this is something that they can build on for the Mm -hmm. rest of the season. Yes, it's memorable, but a lot of fans, I hear them saying it as you're saying it. Well, this season – they still have a chance, right? What's going to yeah. happen for the rest of the season? You don't know what's going to happen the rest of the season. I come here for you to tell me the future, James. Well, let's do uh, it. We'll, we'll keep talking about this because I do think there are some, some things that this team can build on here and some trends we can talk about with this offense going forward. So we'll continue on the offense for a little bit more here coming up next. But first, it's time to tell you about Daily Fantasy. 
and daily fantasy the way it should be done because prize picks is the spot you need to go to for daily fantasy. Why? Well, because this is how it works. You pick two to five players, and if they're going to score more or less than their prize picks projection, that's it. You're not going up against uh, a bunch of different people all across the country. No, you're going up against one projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. And I, I talk about Stan the Man a lot. He's a loyal Locked On Bengals listener. He's sent me multiple times this year where he's won with prize picks, one big, and you can too. And it's not just with the NFL. No, no, no. From college hoops, which starts this week, to college football, which how about Brian Kelly going for two wowzers, NBA, which is in full swing now, and, and so much more. So check them out right now. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code Locked On. All you got to do is download the PrizePix app, go to prizepix.com, use promo code Locked On in 50 bucks becomes 100 because they double it with the promo code or 100 bucks becomes 200 again go there now pricepicks.com or the pricepicks app use promo code locked on for an instant deposit match up to 100 dollars. this is david harrison of the locked on commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by discover looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 u.s based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Jason, I want to stay on the offense for a little bit longer, even though I, I think the defense was also very impressive in this game. Uh, just a couple numbers real quick, and then I want to get an update on, on the fist bump with Brian Callahan because the oh. offense went well today. So I'm assuming... Fist bump date. It's called a bump date, baby. Oh. Did just come up with that? Like, were you, were no, you ready for I, that? I or? just came... I, no, I, I just came up with it. Wow. That's, you, you said an update on the fist bump, fist bump date, baby. Yeah, I like that. That's that's pretty good. Uh, the, the, the numbers I wanted to hit on just really quick, like early in this game, the Bengals just stayed out of third downs altogether they were one of two on third downs but they had it was the Hayden Hurst one on the first drive that was the only one I remember and and then they did have a three and out which Mm -hmm. is easy to forget about because it was it was such a blip on the radar the Panthers didn't capitalize on it maybe they do the game goes differently like last week when we talk about the Bengals not capitalizing on early opportunities but early downs for the Bengals in this game massively successful especially with just Getting to, well, I think it was 21-0, and they had 10 total first downs. They had run 31 plays, and they were one of two on third down. That is a sign of your offense going very efficiently, and we've talked about early down woes this year. Maybe I haven't emphasized it enough, but they haven't been very good on early downs, and I think, I don't remember if it was Zach Taylor or Joe Burrow in their press conference talking about it after the game. It was a point of emphasis this week. And I think they exceeded expectations. When you when you have early rush EPA of 0.43, and, I, and you might be wondering, what's EPA? EPA, just really quick, expected points average, expected points added, and it's just a measure of offensive efficiency. So it's taking before and after a play. Did this play increase the odds of you scoring on this drive? When you have 0.43 rushing EPA per play, that's better than most passing offenses on a week-to-week mm-hmm. basis. That would be in the, the 90th percentile of passing offenses. Most teams are below 0.1 EPA. 
EPA per play on the season in the rush. And, and actually all teams are, and most teams are below zero EPA per play. So when you do 0.43 EPA per play, and I know this is a lot of math and might, might be too much for a lot of you. That just tells you that your running offense is doing something very, very rare. That's how good the Bengals rush offense was today, especially mm-hmm. on early downs. And the reason that I'm bringing it up is because against a solid running defense in Carolina, this is encouraging. You talked about Joe Mixon hitting his stride midseason. Talk about mm-hmm. the offensive line yep. hitting their stride potentially. And always caution about taking away too much from a single game. You can say it after last week against the Browns. You can say it after week one against the Steelers. You can say it after this week in a blowout. But there are reasons to think maybe they can build on this in the running game. And if they can get the running game going like this when Jamar Chase gets back, with which is something that Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon both also talked about, potentially coming. I, I don't know how much to read into that stuff after the bye. Uh, then the sky's the limit for the offense, right? And that's why when you talk about you don't know how the rest of the season is going to go and you're looking for signs, that's one. If they can get the early down rushing game going like this, mm-hmm. then they stay ahead of the chains, which they did for this entire game, and it makes your life so much easier on offense. No doubt. I mean, yeah, it does. It makes it much easier on offense, and we'll see. Joe Burrow did mention Jamar Chase while we're on that topic yeah. and, and said, who knows, maybe he'll be back for the, the Pittsburgh game. So we'll see. And, you know, he kind of hinted That's at that. That's why I bring Feel, it up, yeah. Yeah, it's like like he knows what he's doing there, right? So I, yeah, I don't know. You would think. Could, could be something, might not be anything. Uh, regardless, though, the Bengals are going to be healthier the next time they play than they were today. And I really want to praise this defense, mm-hmm. which we can get to. But you mentioned a fist bump date. Right. And I, I have some sad news. Brian Callahan and I did do a, a fist bump ahead of Monday night's game against the Browns. It didn't work. Tell anybody. So let's keep that on the down low. It didn't work. I'm going to be upfront with people. It's the transparency you get here on lockdown Bengals, but we rebounded today three and one on the year with the fist bump. And so I think it's pretty safe to say that that's going to continue. And look, I know you're like, do you really just wait at the tunnel for Brian Callahan? (laughs) No, that is not why I'm waiting. It might have to do with the the franchise. And if you pay attention to my tweets, maybe that's why you, you'll be able to tell what, what video I post or don't post. But yeah, three and one with the fist bump date. Good there. And getting back to what you said, Jake, look, this offense, what was it supposed to be? It was supposed to be pick your poison, a solid offensive line, maybe not great, but certainly high-end run blocking that was just opening up holes. Lel Collins and Alex Kappa, like think about that. Like we were talking about that, the right side of the line and all of those things before the season start, right? Started. Maybe they get to that. And if they get to that, cold weather games here at Paycor Stadium, and I'm still here, that's why I'm saying it as we record, that matters and you know against the Chiefs. That matters against the Browns. That matters against the Bills in, in, in all of these games that you're going to have at home in um, in December because they're not they're not at home now for the rest of the month. It's weird they're not at home uh, for basic four weeks. It's like December third, December fourth against the Chiefs. Uh, so they have the bye, then they have the Steelers and, and Titans on the road. Which by the way, you know what's good to do on the road? Run the ball, take the crowd out of it, put them to sleep, and. Uh, so who knows? It'd be nice to have Chase back too, of course. Yeah, I think that that will be very important. Joe Mixon also talked about when we get Jamar Chase back. So mm-hmm. the reason that I the reason that I brought that up was just because the fact that both guys talked about it 
You're right. It might be nothing. It might be like that they're hopeful, but it might mean that they know something. I don't know. And the Bengals didn't, I I will say this and it stood out to me. Zach was offering up. It had to be Wednesday. It was, it was a news conference setting. So Wednesday, this past Wednesday, and he was like, there's a reason we didn't put Jamar chase on IR. Mm -hmm. So that should tell you all you need to know. And like, he was straight up and it's like, okay. Well, I mean, what, and that could have been coach speak, but he, he said that should tell you what we're hoping for. I think was was the quote, uh, or what like the 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 good outcome would be. But yeah, you, you hope that you get him back before that four game window, which gives him a chance after the buyer the flight. Anyway, we'll have plenty of time to talk about Jamar Chase. The only other thing I wanted to mention really quick on the topic of the offense: Joe Mixon, Brian Callahan. Since we're talking about those guys, Joe Mixon also mm-hmm. shouted out Callahan he did. in his post game press conference for. It sounds like Brian went to that Saturday offense meeting. Or I think it was just an offense meeting. Pretty fired up. Pretty pretty inspiring stuff from, from the Good. sounds of things from Joe Mixon. Sounds like he went in there with the fire lit under him and lit a fire under his guys too and, and spoke some things into existence was, I, I think, roughly Joe Mixon's quote. Yeah, and good. They need it. They're talented enough to do it. And mm-hmm. look, Brian Callahan's been there and recovered from a Super Bowl loss before. And, and, and tried to rebound and it's hard to do he's done it he's been on staffs like that so uh if, if anyone could help navigate these waters some or, or get this offense right um it's him and, and look the Bengals deserve credit alone just for that for rebounding quickly burying that ugly game and and coming out inspired today mm-hmm. because that Panthers team they in I really don't. Th- I think they for sure were feeling good about themselves coming into today and confident. And their backup came in after halftime, and Joe Burrow was done with four minutes to go in the third quarter. Yeah, just just they're, beat down Central. Their back down being Baker Mayfield, and I tweeted this, but James, you can confirm it now before we get to the defense. I said, watch Baker Mayfield's going to play in this game. You did before you we did. recorded our show, confirmed. our game preview. Yeah, so uh, nailed it. We, we got one thing right about this game, that Baker Mayfield was going to play. Hey, I, I picked the Bengals to win, just yeah. not by 3,000. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, the defense was a big part of that. P.J. Walker did not play well in this game. The Carolina Panthers couldn't get their running Ooh. game going, and these are things that had been working for them the last three weeks. So a lot of credit to Lou Anarumo and his guys that were playing shorthanded, like you mentioned. So let's talk defense a little bit. And if we need to be negative, we could talk about special teams because this is another week where it wasn't great. But we'll go to the defense next uh, to, to close out the show. First, a word from Bet Online because Bet Online is your number one source for betting football, including the Bengals. Maybe you think the second half of the season, Joe Burrow is going to make a run at MVP or Offensive Player of the Year, or the Bengals are going to win the AFC North, which is still certainly possible. Maybe you think the Saints, Andy Dalton and the Saints, are going to handle business against the Ravens on Monday night. The point is, is you can wager on all of those games, whether it's future bets, current bets, and the NBA. Well, it's in full swing now. I'm a big NBA head. Guess what? Bet online is the place to go to wager on all things sports. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more and sign up for free. Bet online. I've won money with them. You can too. Bet online, where the game starts. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Let's go to the defense, James. The offense is missing Jamar Chase. And yes, Jamar Chase is is very important player. Obviously makes a lot of things go on this offense. But they still have T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, the entire offensive line. Those guys are all healthy. And they, they were great today. They overcame not having Jamar Chase. On the defensive side of the ball, you're missing your number one corner who makes a lot of things go for this team in Chidobe Abouzie. You're missing your slot corner who also makes a lot of things go things go the way he plays the run the way he acts as a pass rusher as well and mike hilton the the leadership he brings on the field and off the field you're missing dj reader who if you've listened to this podcast at all before today you probably know how highly james and i think of dj reader and how much flexibility he gives the bengals behind the defensive front because he does so much in the running game that really shouldn't be possible he does things that nobody else in the league really does on a regular basis. And those three guys didn't play in this game. Carolina's offense had been good for the last couple of weeks in different ways, but they've been moving the ball. And P.J. Walker looked absolutely lost. He looked like the XFL quarterback, not the NFL quarterback. He looked like, you know, he, he could have thrown three picks. I mentioned uh, the, the Cam Taylor-Britt penalty that was Carolina's mm-hmm. first first down of the game that could have been picked that's an overthrow to dj Moore in a bracket where jesse bates is over the top mm-hmm. i mean he looked absolutely lost and when you can't get it going on the ground and you're putting pj walker in a drop back passing situation against Lou Rumo and a, a depleted defense Lou Rumo found the buttons to push to make carolina's offense non-functional while the game was competitive no doubt and here's the thing first off i don't want to hear this backup quarterback crap anymore i'm done with it Okay, because that's not always true in this idea dating back to Bruce Gakowski in 07 and all this stuff and all backup quarterbacks always. Actually, Cooper Rush is not why the Cowboys beat the Bengals. Right. And like the Dominic Foxworth stuff that I tweeted about and honestly made fun of because it was the biggest joke in the world when he said that P.J. Walker would outplay Joe Burrow. The Panthers could have won today. And the likelihood of P.J. Walker outplaying Joe Burrow was very slim. Everything Joe Burrow does for the Bengals alone versus how the Panthers have to win with P.J. Walker when they do win. It's apples and five-star buffets at Ruby's, which I know Ruby's doesn't have a buffet, but you get my point. And for those that don't know Jeff Ruby's, it's a fancy restaurant in Cincinnati. Um, Lou Anarumo's defense, I mean, as good as Joe Mixon in this offense was, shorthanded as hell going up against an offense that feels pretty good about itself. P.J. Walker with, in Joe Burrow's words, one of the best throws he's ever seen. They were confident coming into today. And they just popped that balloon and said, you do not belong here. You don't belong on the same field as us. We're better than you. You guys are tanking for a quarterback. And Deontay Foreman, who? He averaged 3-3 a carry and was a non-factor. They couldn't get a first down in the first half. A rookie corner had to to gift them one, like you mentioned. And by the way, rookie corner, Cam Taylor Britt played well. Uh, Eli Apple played well, I thought. Two interceptions, Jermaine Pratt and, and Jesse Bates. I, 
this defense was great. You know, three and out, three and out, three and out. It allowed the offense to keep the momentum going and, and really beat up a team that I was wondering if they were capable of doing this, considering the fact that this defense was so shorthanded. And I know some would say, oh, well, they still scored th- 21. That was garbage time. The mm-hmm. entire second half was garbage time. The Bengals, once they scored that that final touchdown, Burrow didn't go back out there. That's all. This is running clock. This is high school style. They were just trying to get the heck out of here. They're banged up, right? They're limping into the bye with injuries, and they came out and they put out uh, one heck of a performance on defense and, and took the, the air out of the sails of a Carolina team that felt pretty good about itself coming in. Yeah, I think when it got to 28-0, all the win probability models had it at 100. 100% the Bengals are going to win. You know, Historically, teams that have been in this spot don't lose, and then it gets to 35 nothing going into halftime. Everything, everything after nothing is a hundred percent gonna be gonna be garbage time. So you, you credit the defense. I, I, you mentioned Cam Taylor Britt played well. I'm not sure if I agree with that. I, I will need to go see it again. I think he played. Uh, I think he was active in the run game. I like that. I uh, need to go watch his coverage snaps again. The the illegal contact penalty, ticky tack call but also unnecessary to put yourself in that situation when you have help over the top. Did get beat. He got mossed a little bit. Great play from uh, Terrace Marshall, I believe it was, right, for the touchdown? It was in garbage time, so that doesn't uh, I count. know, but he's still out. Well, individual play you can still evaluate. You can still evaluate individual matchups. You can take away from, like, the overall results. Like, I don't care that Carolina goes and scores two touchdowns against mostly backups out there, but that's just a one-on-one play for Cam Taylor Britt. So we'll see. I'm going to be interested to see how he shows. I disagree. Up I think mentally, it's really tough to stay like into a game. Like if you're that. if you're a rookie, like can't for anybody, Brit. for any, I mentally was already yeah. thinking about what I was going to do after the game. It, it does change, which was um, which is talk to you, which I love doing. Yeah, uh, a couple other things. <laughs> the just some injury <laughs> updates here. Dax Dax Hill left the game with a shoulder uh, injury. We'll yeah. have to see if he's okay. I think it was separate, like it came out. Like did did it show on the broadcast him running off or anything? Okay, no, I didn't see so, it. So it was it was after that touchdown, after Carolina's first touchdown, it was literally hanging. Yeah, that's and bad. so yeah, not not good. So I I hope uh, I hope he's okay. It's certainly scary. And then Chris Evans, did they show anything on him either? Otherwise, no. I'll it, it was it was okay. all just stuff from Twitter. Saw a knee injury. Went to the tent. Went to the locker room. Yeah. So he injured it on the opening kickoff that he came up the far sideline and he got hit and then out of bounds um, hit a couple players on the sideline on the Panther sidelines. Mm-hmm. And he came in for one more play outside of that. And clearly and he, and he was flexing it and, and trying to work through it on the sidelines after that play. And then he came in for one more play and clearly wasn't it. So uh, hopefully those two guys, and I get it. They're not, you know, starters or anything like that, but I, you never know when depth is going to be tested. And heck, Pirine was limping early in the game. And yeah. He came back in. So, I mean, depth is going to be tested all year. If if the year so far has been any indicator, yeah. and and these are both guys that they could need at some point. So hopefully, you know, those guys are going to be okay. That that is something that could be important for this team down the stretch. Health is is obviously something that we're monitoring. We've talked about DJ Reader, Jamar Chase, Shadobi Awuzie, and Mike Hilton in this show and all week you know, leading into this game. And so the the takeaway is they get to the bye week of five and four. 
which is necessary. We talked about this as a must-win game. They won it. They sort of keep up in the AFC. They give themselves a chance in the AFC North. And the AFC North might be their best path to the playoffs, the way things are shaking out, the way that you know the, the, the Chargers have managed to tread water to five and three. The Dolphins and, and Bills are competitive now with the Bills at six and two, the Dolphins at six and three. So the AFC, well, not as good as I feared it would be going into the season with all the talent that went from the NFC to the AFC and all the quarterbacks in the AFC. It's still going to be very competitive to get into the playoffs, to get to get through the, the wild card field or get through your division. And, and where this is going to start for this team is, is getting healthy this week, coming off the win, finding the things that you can build on, making any of the adjustments that you need to make to the team uh, uh, the rest of the way. And the, the silver lining, I guess, to the way this season has gone is that they've had to go through so many iterations of this offense. We've seen them try mm-hmm. so many different things and now they've at least repped some of that stuff. And, and so you have that in your back pocket like they did in today's game. They were running it from, from shotgun. They were running play action from shotgun. They got under center, had some success there as well. And the more you've had time to work on some of these ideas and get through these different kinds of offenses they've had to run, Joe Burrow said it, the more multiple you can be, the more ways you can win games. And hopefully that's what they're building on coming out of this by and hopefully some of these guys get a little bit healthier too as they try to make a playoff run. Yeah, they they uh, they're going to start stringing some of these together. And Burrow mentioned it. You, you know, you got to beat your own division at some point. Mm-hmm. And they have two big AFC North matchups after the bye, or AFC matchups after the bye. Obviously, Steelers on the road, and then the Titans, who probably going to win that division. But if not, you're battling for for playoff seating anyways. And how nice would it be to have wins over you know the Titans, the Dolphins, the Jets? all teams that you could be competing for in that AFC playoff race. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, they've weathered the storm a bit, Jake. Obviously, it goes without saying they didn't get off to the start that anyone had anticipated this year. Mm-hmm. But at 5-4, and four, now you col- collect yourself, get healthy, take a deep breath, and uh, it, it, and move on from there. So it was a, it's a big win, um, regardless of, of the opponent, regardless of the quarterback, doesn't matter. It's a big win today for the Bengals and uh, I'm sure they're, they're smiling. Maybe Joe Burrow still taking pictures of Joe Mixon. You never know. Crazy how this year parallels last year in so many ways. I know that there are significant differences that people love to point out when you try to compare the years, but five and four going into the bye, tough schedule in the back half where, where the quarterbacks get a little bit harder. That's going to be the case again this year. They're going to have to beat some good teams, but they did it last year. They got hot and started beating good teams real quick, James, before we go last question for you. What other contender in the NFL this year also, like the Bengals, has no wins in their division? What other contender this year? Contender. All right, so define contender. That's So a team that is currently in the playoff picture or just outside of the playoff picture? A team that is expected to compete in the playoffs or have a chance to compete in the playoffs this year? Like Uh, a, a good chance. Winning records. Winning records overall. Let's say that. AFC or NFC? AFC. Okay, I'm just making sure. I was going to say the Patriots, but they beat the Jets for sure. It's not them, right? No. Um, also, they're yeah, they're five and four. Yeah, that's fair. Um, hold on, I'm I'm going through. I'm going through. It's got to be the AFC West. It's got to no. be. You're getting colder. No? 
You're what? getting colder. Who? It's the Buffalo Bills at 0-2 in the AFC East. Both oh, of their losses they just haven't this year played. Got it. Are, are in the AFC wow. East. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. I, yeah. I was thinking I was thinking AFC East for sure, but I, w- I wouldn't have guessed the Bills. So yeah. look at that. AFC East, by the way. Six and two Bills, six and three Jets. Now let that win gets better and better every week. Six and three Dolphins. That win looks better. Well, no Tua, whatever. That win still looks better and better every week. The Patriots are five and four. I didn't even know. That all of those best division in football. Dot, dot, I'm just kidding. I mean, <laughs> that's next on. No, go, go, go listen to Locked On NFL for that debate. We're not going to do it here on Locked On Bengals, but that is going to do it for this episode of Locked On Bengals. We'll be back this week getting you in to the bye. We're going to have some more time to reflect on and review this game against the Carolina Panthers, the demolition that was. We'll do some normal midseason stuff, and then we got a bye week, James, and we'll. We'll have fun with it. We're going to continue to do some fun things here on Locked on Bengals. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, Bengals fans, hootie, and have a good one. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another 100 meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know, after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths and where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.amic slash you know.